Jupiter knows about these fucking streets. <laughs> That's the truth. Hello, and welcome to Allegedly Astrology, a podcast for the Four Loco generation. I'm Elise. I'm Sarah. I'm Dana. We're three friends from high school who decided to take our deranged text thread and turn it into a full-blown podcast. So what is Allegedly Astrology, and what can you expect from the show? We're going to do a deep dive into the astrology behind celebrity scandals, historical events, epic failures... You'll hear about Kim K's sex tape, the bubonic plague even, the fire festival. Sarah, what's our first episode going to be about? It's going to be all about Miss Britney Jean Spears and the free Britney movement that's exploding right now. The story, if you haven't heard of it, is completely insane. The transits also are very insane. So it's definitely worth a listen. Yes. But before we dive into that first episode, we figured we would tell you a little bit about our approach to interpreting the stars led by astrologer extraordinaire Dana and allow you to get to know us in this handy intro episode. So Dana, can you describe what regular folks kind of think of astrology as? Yeah, I think most people think of astrology as a tool for getting to know yourself better and like unpacking your own psyche and maybe figuring out like who's the best person to date. And so while it is a really great individual tool, it's also great for understanding like the planetary influences and patterns and how they affect greater social movements, major events, and literally everything around us. Yeah. Like every time Saturn, which is known as the taskmaster or Jessica Lanyado, who's an awesome astrologer too, in addition to Dana, she calls it the boner killer because it comes into our lives to show us the things that are no longer serving us. So it's kind of very tough love. And whenever it gets into a planet like Aquarius, for instance, which is all about innovation, progress, new ideas, it's the humanitarian of the Zodiac. Whenever those two meet, we're going to see a shift to the collective and a shift to innovation and civil rights. So that's why this transit happens about every 30 years. So if we start in the 60s, Saturn was in Aquarius. So we see the civil rights movement. Then 30 years later, we're seeing Rodney King. Then 30 years after, which is right now, we're seeing Black Lives Matter really take off. And then on a darker tone, whenever Pluto, which is the planet of death, it's also like irrevocable change and rebirth. So whenever Pluto comes, it's going to change things in a way where there's no going back to how it used to be. So whenever a planet like that meets Jupiter, which is all about expansion, this is where we're going to see widespread death. So this is when we get pandemics or plagues. And Super you, fun. All yeah, the fun just stuff. Real lighthearted. But when you look back to all the times those planets met, you see the bubonic plague or in the 80s, it was the AIDS crisis. And now for us in our generation, they're meeting again and we have COVID. Fun. Right. Really fun. (laughs) So it's really important to track the planets of social movements and errors as much as it is to track them in our own lives. And tracking Jupiter cycles is an example of this. And so one way to understand that in a person's life, for instance, when Britney's conservatorship was instated 12 years ago, Jupiter was in Capricorn. And 12 years later today, Jupiter is in Capricorn again. So this reactivates everything that was going on for that movement or for that uh, moment in her life. And it can signal a turnaround of that um, event too. So, I mean, I'm personally really pulling for Brittany to get some freedom. And I, I think you guys are too. 
Yes. Help the sister out, Jupiter. She needs it. She needs Frappuccinos. Alone. Frappuccinos alone. (laughs) Solo Frappuccinos. Yeah, seriously. I'm really excited to dive deeper into Britney's chart, but on this episode, let's get to know a little bit about your hosts. First up, we've got Dana. What do we say about Dana, Sarah? She loves celebrity gossip. Loves a gold chain moment. Loves a gold chain. Loves a fur coat. Loves a crispy glass of vino verde. Oh, I love uh, it. Yeah, she's also an astrologer who will be breaking down the charts behind all of the scandals we're going to be talking about on this show. So, Dana, what are your big three? Or what is the big three? And tell us about your big three. So, okay, the big three. You have the ascendant or the rising sign. That is the first house. The ascendant is the landscape of the personality. It's the first house of the chart. So if you know someone's rising sign, you know the sign that's on every house of every or every house of their chart. You can really tell a lot about a person just by knowing their rising sign. And um, usually, I mean, if you know their rising sign, that's because you have their time of birth, which is necessary for knowing someone's rising. Um, The rising is like how you express yourself. It's programming. It's how we're programmed to express ourselves. So it's like, it's how we act. It's um, what someone sees maybe when they first meet us. If you get to know a person um, in layers, it's you get to know their ascendant, then you get to know their sun, and then you get to know their moon. So that's because the sun is who we want to be. It's where we want to shine. It's um, it's our ego, but not in the way that like maybe we kind of uh, criminalize the ego, so to speak. Like It's just like you need a healthy ego. A, he- a person without an ego is not really much of a person at all. It's It's a little soulless. So like or at least downtrodden, um, the ego is necessary to keep like moving forward. And your sun sign, the sun sign, just to reiterate, is just the date you were born. Well, you know someone's sun sign if you know their birthday, right? Like that's the- Right, you just need the, your birthday. That's a sign right. everyone knows, like when people are like, I'm an yeah. Aries, I'm a Leo. And then you get to know someone's moon and the moon is, um, it's, it's our internal selves, it's our emotions, it's our reactions, it's what we need to feel nurtured and comfortable in a place. And- um, it's like, it could be like your shadow side. Like if someone wants to do shadow work, they should check out their moon sign and see, well, what does this sign need to feel comfortable? Like what isn't being nurtured there? And like, how can I better nurture that for myself? And and if you have a partner, that's also really a, a great way to um, nurture like others and your friends. Like I know, I know all my friends' moon signs and, and the degrees even. So for myself, um, I happen to be a Gemini sun, a Leo rising and a Sagittarius moon. And this might sound like a familiar combination. Like maybe you've heard it somewhere before. And that could be if you've ever looked at Donald Trump's uh, birth <laughs> chart, it's that we have the same big three. And so amazing. Finding this I'm out so, was like, so glad for you. Bravo. I mean, also Barry Manilow. So it's an, it's an eclectic crowd. Over here. <laughs> yeah. It's a real potpourri of personality <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. We just want people to acknowledge us. And that's a Leo rising thing. Please acknowledge me. Please validate my existence. Please tell me that my ideas are good. Please tell me that I look cute. Like, please, like, notice my hair. Like, I did something different today. Like, please just let me know that you see me. And, like, I want to do the same for others, too. Like, it's a very, it's the focus on the self because the uh, ruling sign of Leo is the sun. So the sun is about, you know, again, the ego, the self. Like, it just really wants, it needs validation. And otherwise, like, shadowy sides can come out. So for me, that's when, like, maybe my Sagittarius moon rears up its ugly head only when it's ugly. It can be a very beautiful thing too. And so like, maybe I'll get really stuck in my beliefs because Sagittarius is um, the sign that represents like belief systems, philosophies. Like it's about getting out into the world and like exploring and like 
always wanting to see more like, you know, greener pastures elsewhere, or just like there's the risk of being too dogmatic, just being aware of that. Like at first I felt a little shame, like, Oh, like, I know I'm so dogmatic, but it's like, now it's like, okay, well, that's just helpful. Like, this is just how I am. It's how I, you know, like, it's the blueprint of my life. And like, is it like how I was raised? Yeah, but your birth chart, it's a really great way for managing shame, because that's the like sentence you were born with, like, everything that happened is just reflective of your chart, your chart just reflects your experience and your experience reflects the chart. So yeah, they really work in tandem. Um, yeah, I want to talk about the Gemini sun a little bit. Just the Gemini sun is like a focus on facts and it's like fake news. Like that would only be born of someone who's a Gemini sun. Like, oh no, like it's fake news. It's fake news. And like, honestly, yeah, maybe some of it is, but like there's a focus <laughs> on the facts and like the focus is also like, cause I want to know everything about everything, which really limits how much I can know because there's like a Gemini lacks the depth that Sagittarius as their polar, like opposite signs. Sagittarius is a big picture. Gemini is like fact. They can like help or hinder each other. And I think that pretty much sums it up. Yeah, it's like Gemini is good to have at a cocktail party because they'll be able to talk a lot about a bunch of different topics and mingle. But I think a hard thing about a Gemini is that when you want to get deeper, it's sometimes hard for them to get deeper because they kind of like to talk about things on more of a superficial level. Yes. Wow. What an interesting combo. Got it. I mean, clearly the other people that also share this combo are fascinating and terrifying. <laughs> Sandra Bernhardt as well. <laughs> can't forget good old Sandra. Um, all right. Let's talk about Sarah. I can't wait to hear Sarah's big three. Uh, Sarah's an award-winning copywriter. Sarah also is uh, a dog mom to her precious demon son, Kyle. And she has super hot takes that are even hotter than, you know, the scorched earth hell of Miami, where she currently calls home. (laughs) I now live in the land of Pitbull, the 305. (laughs) Mr. Worldwide. (laughs) Yeah, Mr. Worldwide. Um, It's very different, obviously, than Chicago, where we're from, where we're recording now. But that's a different topic for a different day. Today, we're talking about astrology, which I've been into the last few years. Um, I think it's a great way to help learn about the energy around you. Everyone knows Mercury retrograde now because it's become a meme. But in all honesty, when Mercury retrograde comes around, it's a time when you know you should back up your files. You should make sure you're not replying all. You should make sure to double check who you're texting. You're going to get flight delays. So even if, like something bad's not going to happen to you, but it's good to be prepared because that's like when a moment that's it's more likely to happen then check yourself always yeah check yourself before you wreck yourself a really good way to think about retrogrades is that the energy of that planet is louder it's closer to the earth so it becomes magnified so mercury is just under a microscope when it's retrograde and it's going to affect those things that mercury rules so it's communication travel all of those things so that's when the internet websites are more frequently down Twitter yeah, almost always breaks when it's uh, retrograde, Mercury retrograde. So we won't be recording any podcast during Mercury retrograde is basically what we're telling you. So <laughs> We can. I was born with Mercury retrograde. It's my whole oh, okay. life. <laughs> Never mind. Great. Uh, Sarah, what are your big three and what does it say about you? Um, for my big three, I'm a cap sun. 
Um, Capricorns are known as always climbing the, the mountain for success. Capricorns are a little sea goat, which I didn't even believe that was a real creature, but it's this little hooven beast and it just wants to <laughs> keep climbing that mountain, baby, because that's all Capricorns do is they just want success and to be the best and to be acknowledged for being the best. So you get workaholics and very independent people, which is what I am. I've also been called a pessimist once or twice, but that's just the realism that comes with being in Capricorn. There's a lot to be pessimistic about these days, so yeah. you can't can't blame you. Join me in my everyday mindset. <laughs> <laughs> but um, for my rising, I'm a Libra, um, which Libra, when the mask that I show to people, I guess when people first meet me, I will come off as more quiet and more charming and I feel like more accommodating accommodating yeah um but that's just concealing like the terror that's laying in wait that people discover after they become my friend um and that terror is in part to my moon which is cancer cancer moons at least I will say cancer moons I think are like diet crazy compared to like the other watery moons you know it's not like a Scorpio where you're like oh I could never wrong you or you will like stab me in the back 45 years later it's just like a I love Scorpios no Scorpios are awesome I know, I know, but I, I feel like they're like like just laying in wait you know you're always like what do you look behind you <laughs> like, yeah what, they know what? how to buy their time yeah. oh boy <laughs> yes but no offense to Scorpios, literally love Scorpios. With a Cancer moon, you know, it's like very emotional, very intuitive. So I feel like having that ruler who is ruled by the moon. So it's like in this very place where it like all fits together. A lot of my communication, a lot of my thinking is based on feeling first and then like having to reel it in later. Makes sense. But yes, that is me and I probably, you know, really aggravated a lot of watery moons besides cancer. So it's time to shift the focus to our dear friend, Elise, who is the third in this trio. Dana, let's tell them about Elise. She's like if Frank Abagnale met a librarian, <laughs> like she knows she's, or like a nun, like she has great intentions. She knows how to plan an event to get yes. everyone crazy, but she's planned it and she knows how it will go. That's a very blunt. Yeah. She will tell you, just smack I you in the face with that. some truth. I, I try. And I, I try. See. Only if I like you. If if I don't really like you, I don't really bother like giving you my esteemed opinion, you know? <laughs> I think that's I mean, you have to for me, it takes energy to sort out how to be direct sometimes, even though I'm like, I mean, my okay. voice just kind of shook when I said that. Mm -hmm. Um <laughs> how to be direct. Um <laughs> But like, I like, oh, like if I had to be like, well, how, does this look good? I would like text Elise and then Elise would be like, no. And I'd be like, cool. Okay. Like I'll wear a different top. Yes. But yeah. Elise, what are your big three? Um, well, I just want to preface that I'm probably the least astrologically inclined in the group, but I'm very fascinated by the way that astrology just kind of helps make the world and the universe make sense sometimes. Um, as far as my big three, I am an Aries sun, a Capricorn rising, and just like Dana, a Sagittarius moon. Uh, I personally identify with Aries a lot. Like I, before I even knew about the big three and your rising and your moon and really your whole chart, basically before I got co-star, mm -hmm. I really was just like, I'm an Aries through and through. I have a ton of bay. 
big Aries energy. <laughs> bay. Um, trademarked. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bay. I'm a bay. And the um, bay of the zodiac. That's what Aries I'm a bay is. Uh, but yeah, Dana, if you can so kindly explain kind of what's about me, that'd be great. <laughs> okay. So I love Aries. I mean, I like, I hope I marry an Aries. Um, and like, Aries fucks, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they, they do. <laughs> they really do. Um, and so Aries, an Aries son, at least also has her Mercury and Venus in Aries. Um, so she does have BAE. Um and uh, an Aries is the baby of the Zodiac as the first sign. So they are born in this world, like kicking, screaming, and like ready to go. Like they hit the ground running. They like, you know, like put me in coach. Like I'm ready to, like, I, I have never played this sport before, but I want to start. And like, I'm going to win. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm just starting. Like I'm here to win. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, putting Aries on us, like an Aries is an athlete. It's like a warrior. They are the Rams. They're like, you know, they're, it's a Ram has horns, like like the devil, but it's like going to slam into you to really get you out of the table. way. Yes. All right. Um, I, I feel like I, you know, this is, I'm not this insane, but she like punches people in the face. Like, well, and this is a great way to, <laughs> to get like, to the even, front of the line at six flags, but that's not how she is. So her response kind of shows like, okay, the cap rising. That's because a cap rising looks at life like a business meeting. Like, okay. We're going to produce a podcast. Like I will produce it. They are, there's a, the confidence of a Capricorn is knowing that they can like pull through on being accountable, being organized and being realistic about what is achievable and what like that, like the sites are never too high, which sites can get too high um, from a Sagittarius moon because it's such a big picture that it's like, I have all these hopes and dreams and like, you know, like, I, I know there's more frontiers. Like, I know there's new things to be seen and, like, new things to be heard. Like, I know I don't know the whole story, but, like, I believe that there is more to be known and I and I will find it out. But so a Capricorn is, like, like for instance, Elise planning, like, full-on, like, parties for, like, 100 people at, like, age 22. Like, maybe that's a common thing, but, like, for me, it's not. For me, I can't do it today. Like, <laughs> we're, still, like we're still 22, aren't we? Um, I'm 31 and so are they <laughs> and we're we've only outed. we've been outed yeah we're really uh we're grandmas now um <laughs> yeah. four years until our geriatric pregnancies hit <laughs> um but yeah so a Capricorn is a great a Capricorn rising is a great person to have around if you um want to like get shit actually done if you actually want to accomplish something if you want to talk about something call us Sagittarius moon like let's talk about our dreams if you want to uh you know make them happen find a Capricorn so I can do both tell me about your dreams and then I'll tell you how to make them happen that's yeah, true like Sag moons are really inspiring because they do have such like a blind faith and commitment so when they really believe in something then pe- they'll be able to get people to follow them well said well thank you well, I mean, I think there you have it. I hope you understand the big three. These were our big three. So thanks for listening to our intro episode. Yes, please make sure to follow us on Instagram. Um, our name is Allegedly Astrology. And if you feel inspired to learn 
a lot about yourself and why you are the way you are, you could email Dana for a birth chart reading at double D astrology at gmail.com. And you can also find my contact info on the allegedly astrology Instagram page right after you hit that follow. Yeah. <laughs> Slam that follow. Smash that like. <laughs> Smash it. Yes. Don't forget next episode, we're diving into the free Britney movement. So make sure to tune in. You won't want to miss it. Hey, bye. 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 bye.